0: Um, and and so it was, I, I think, you know, what I remember more is just the strangeness of, for the first time, seeing people who looked like me, um, hearing people who had voices and mannerisms, believe it or not you know, having been raised in a completely different environment, similar mannerisms and expressions and, you know, just ways of being that were hardwired into me. And and I think when you sort of go into that, it's like, oh, like this is I'm getting reflected back a little bit of me. This is this makes it OK. And you get through the fear pretty quickly. Um, okay. And then you sort of have the challenges of how do we how do we navigate this in a, you know, an open and honest way when, you know, you're suddenly thrown together as as though you should have a connection because you're biologically connected, but you don't have that experiential connection or that relationship that hasn't been built up over time, right?
1: Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes,
2: Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory MD. See you there. there. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. This is Dr. G and we are back with another exciting episode of Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. And today we have not one, but we actually have two amazing guests. And the the guests that are going to be with us today are Dr. Anne Jen, uh oh, Janas- Lord. Oh, this is so, ter- so embarrassing. Okay, okay, let's, let's start over. Reset, reset, reset. Okay. We have Dr. Anne Dranasaurus. Is that right? Okay, yes. Yes. So about that. And Heather Hillard. And so um these two amazing women are gonna tell us all about who they are and what they are up to.
0: You cut out there. Sorry, Charmaine. Charmaine. Oh, okay.
2: These two amazing women are going to tell us who they are and what they are up to. Go ahead, Anne.
1: All right. So Heather and I have been partners for 25 years at this point in time. And um, we we come at our business, our, our entrepreneurial business, from both a consulting and a personal development perspective, um, marrying both the, the whole world of psychological health and, and development with organizational systems, personal systems, um, career growth and development. But, but overall, our purpose and 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 how we meet our potential in work is through helping people achieve their own. Potential in a variety of different ways.
0: Okay. Awesome. Ann and I have a little bit of a, an, a different story of origin in that while we've been business partners for 25 years. She's also my biological mother.
1: Oh, um, fantastic. Anne
0: and I Anne and I met when I was 27 and we went into business okay. together three years later when we were still forging our personal relationship, uh, we decided to start a business aimed at combining kind of her unique background, which is as a psychotherapist and as an executive coach with mine, which was more in the organizational consulting and um, uh, design work. And so we, but again, we both have this you know, drive to help people achieve their potential and to help organizations achieve their potential. And so everything that we do is sort of bringing those two things together. And I guess you can say the apple didn't fall too far from the tree, given that my interests are so aligned with her interests that 25 years later, we're still working together and loving it.
2: Oh my, I, um, I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> <Go for it. laughs> well, okay. First of all, how did you, I mean, I, I guess like th- that is like, you just drop like an anvil and then you're just like, la, <laughs> la, la, it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, my balance got more than I, I got together You start a business. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. So first of all, how did you, um, like, tell us about how you decided to and were able to find your mom?
1: Yeah. So, so if I if I can just start that out in in, sure. in, in Canada, our so, social service agencies, you can register when you give a child up for adoption, you can register with the adoption agency so that when your you, the child that you've given up comes of age, they can if they decide to, they can search you out. That's fantastic. Yes, I know. And so both Self and Heather's paternal um, grandmother registered with the agency. Okay. And so when Heather decided, she was on the verge of getting married, she decided that it might be a good thing for her to have a a medical background and know, know her genealogy, Um, she decided to, to look at, look me up, look her, her biological roots up as it were. (laughs) Yes, It was
0: actually, the truth was I'd, I'd filled out the form to get my medical records as a first step. Yeah. Um, And and then I got a call from the agency and said, Oh, we're so sorry. We've already let your grandmother know. And now we've let your mother know that you've been in contact. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So they fast tracked me, right? So I went from thinking I was going to get a bunch of information where I could control my experience to like full on into and and it's a really interesting thing when you think about the, the notion of potential as in this whole conversation about nature versus nurture, which yeah. Anne and I have a unique perspective around because here I was put up for adoption. I was raised in an adoptive environment where I wasn't like anybody in my family. Like I was like the the foreign entity, right? The alien that got like plunked into this family. Um, And yet when I met Anne, it was like, oh, like this makes sense, right? Like I make sense in a way because I now have a frame of reference, which, which was so different from my upbringing. And I go, and and this is part of what we love in the work that we do is helping people to understand their personality, their brain organization, and, and kind of, yeah, th- this is you. This is the way you're designed. And so... I finally felt like I was, I was okay. Right. It was, uh, you know, having grown up in this, you know, where my parents weren't always sure quite what to do with me and my siblings were quite different into this place of, Oh, well I get it now. And I can see this. And, and because of the work that Anne had done, um and, and Anne's knowledge, it also gave me a lot more insight into it. And, um, but I just, I always find it really fascinating that I was so interested in, you know, already before I met her. And that's what I think forged our relationship so well is we had that shared interest and passion intellectually. And that's the basis on which we came together. And then we sort of forged the the friendship and the the longer term family relationship out of it as well.
2: Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's phenomenal. Really. Wow. I mean, that's just, Okay. And then, so, um, did you have any, so when you, so you, it sounds like it was a happy accident, right? Because you, you were just looking for the information to begin your life and make sure that you had all the data that you needed in order to, you know, basically make your plan, I guess, for family planning, et cetera. But like, um. Then you find out that, you know, your mom and your grandma are, are, you know, are available for you to access. (laughs) And was there any fear involved in that? Like, was there fear involved in meeting them for the first time, you know, um, establishing relationship, asking questions, you know, I don't know. Was yeah,
0: well, from I'll talk that? about mine first and I'll, I'll let Anne go, but, Um yeah, ab- absolutely, like there's, you, you know, you sort of, you know, if your own family, your own biological connection aren't going to like you, you know, sort of where does that, that <laughs> leave you a little bit, right? And, and, you know, because I grew up in an environment where I always felt a little bit like an outsider with my adoptive family it was like i was thinking i oh, was is this going to be more of the same and so i was very tentative and i think the other thing that was quite different was i wasn't looking for a mother and, and and so my my interest in it was not because you know i had this horrible experience you know sort of in my adoptive life and that i was sort of looking for something you know better I, and i was 27 i was not 18 when i did this right i was 27 um and and so it was i i think You know, what I remember more is just the strangeness of, for the first time, seeing people who looked like me, Um, hearing people who had voices and mannerisms, believe it or not. You know, having been raised in a completely different environment, similar mannerisms and expressions, and you know, just ways of being that were hardwired into me. And and I think when you sort of go into that, it's like, oh, like this is I'm getting reflected back a little bit of me. This is this makes it okay, and you get through the fear pretty quickly. Um, okay. And then you sort of have the challenges of how do we how do we navigate this in a you know an open and honest way when you know you're suddenly thrown together as. As though you should have a connection because you're biologically connected, but you don't have that experiential connection or that relationship that hasn't been built up over time, right? Yeah.
1: And, and it's a, the, the difference with Heather and I where we came at it from a more rational brain approach as opposed to oh my God, it's my daughter and I just want to hug her and sit with her and, you know, talk about our feelings about this separation. It wasn't so much that because, you know, my brain style isn't necessarily warm and fuzzy and, you know, but I had been, I I had been longing for the event for so many years. My fear was about you know, what if she doesn't like me? What if we don't have anything in common? What, you know, all of the what, what if she stored up all of this emotional resentment because she had such a horrible upbringing and that didn't happen. It was more that that coming together and trying to find connections based on more of what we we're both passionate about, which is our work. And, and so our personality types, our brain organization certainly helped us through those initial of, as Heather said, those forging of the bonds based on our work. Nice. Nice.
2: Wow. That's, I mean, it's just an incredible story. I just, I am still like a little bit uh, like mesmerized by it.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh.
2: Oh my gosh. So and then the fact now
1: we're, we're both, we, you know, there's only a 17 year age difference between the two of us and, um, okay. you know, we know how to play together and have fun together.
2: Well, that's good. That's good. So, that's important. Lovely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And so now uh, tell us how, so how is it that um, you Heather, like how, um, how is it that you got into this line of work? Because it sounds so like you kind of were already on the trajectory and then it just happened that, you know, you're able to align with Anne, you know, as part of it.
0: Yeah, I sometimes I say she kind of had me to you know to as an extension of her right when you when you sort of think about what I was pursuing. So I went to business school for university okay. and and went into human resources because uh, I was always really curious about people and performance and uh, and I ended up in a consulting. I worked for one of the large global HR consulting firms where I was um, a partner in one of their offices. And most of my work was around, you know, systems, performance systems, reward systems, leadership, we were starting to get into. Um, and for me, though, what I felt I was missing in my own education and my own certification was I didn't have that psychological sort of side of things. The Okay, why, are, why aren't why are people complying? Why aren't people shifting their behavior? Why aren't we seeing the results from the systems that these systems are supposed to get? And interestingly, before I met Anne, I'd actually started taking psychology courses back in version of before things were online where they they mailed you like tapes and cassettes that you plugged into your vcr and watched right but so i was doing that because i just had this curiosity i had this sort of need inside of myself that i said i, I i've got to learn more about this i have to understand this more because i think this is part of the missing puzzle and so that's why i was really interesting came into the mix and of course that's her strength that's her knowledge base that's you you know sort of the language that she introduced and so the more we talked it was sort of like I started pulling some of her knowledge and expertise into the work I was doing within this consulting firm and then I started to realize that you know, my pace of wanting to impact on my clients was not aligned with this organization. They were very conservative. And I'm not sure we want to get into that. Of course they're into all of it now, but you know, sort of back yeah. then it was like, and and a so, trailblazer,
2: definitely. yeah. Well
0: and and I had my my first child and I was off on that leave and I tried to thought I would go do something else that didn't quite work out and and then as Anna and I started talking about well you know what what should I do next should I just go back into the consulting I loved consulting I loved doing that kind of work and and then we started talking about well why don't we why don't we do something together why don't we take all of that that you've got and and add it in with all of what Anne has and, and go out with a consulting model that really integrated, you, you know, the human side, the psychological, the brain, the, you know, personality, the emotional drivers with all of the, um, systems and strategy and planning work that I do, and and you know, organizational design work, and and bring it together because we need both of those to get to those results. You know, personally as entrepreneurs, personally in our careers, and in our relationships, but also certainly in the organizational context.
2: Oh yeah, that is for certainly, uh, that is certainly uh, a necessity. Um, it's funny because you know I, I I'm listening to you, and as you're saying they are getting people to do the things, you know, it's like, it's, it's definitely one thing to have the system set up. Well, I mean, even having a system is like a great first step, but yes, having the system set up and then actually having, you know, the participants uh, actually participate is, uh, is another situation. So no, I, that's great. And uh, that's great that you had the insights to realize the disconnect you know what i mean because it sounds like your peers at that time and even the corporation that you were affiliated with uh was that did not have that same insight no
1: you know, so that's
2: good think of the
1: the timing i was coming up the other way in terms of my background being in psychotherapy and human development and psychological type, and it, but also recognizing and, and myself taking courses in, um, I, I remember taking a course from Ryerson University called, called Management for the 80s because they were just bringing in the concept of participative leadership mm-hmm. at that time, um, coming out of that traditional model for leading people because I recognized that there was a need for something over and above, just understanding why one felt the way one did and how it was getting in the way of achieving results. And of course, you know, most of my clients who were coming to me at the time were feeling stalled in their life and in their career because of the way their leaders were behaving. And, and so it was sort of coming together with this, Blend of both of us having our strengths in in the areas but also having a really keen interest in the other side of things as well which really made it work for both of us
2: wow that's that's great hey it's dr g and i just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. And then so then, so now, okay, so now different set of fears, okay? Because, you know, you've, you've found that you are each other's yin and yang, right? So you, you, you've you complete each other and that's what makes it work. And so now, you know, you have started, why are you laughing? Mini me. You you're mini me, it. yes. I, I have a couple of those, so I understand. <laughs> and so now it's like, you know. Have yeah. and it's so funny because they're like your per- their personality, you're like looking in the mirror, you're like, really? Why are you like me? <laughs> this is so crazy. Um, but <laughs> but it just happened to turn out that way, and so you know, you're, you've you've you found that you gel really well, and then now you are starting on a venture, you are you know, you're essentially starting a business together and entrepreneurship, which you probably already knew uh, and right. Cause it sounds like you were already an entrepreneur prior to yeah. that. Yeah. It's not for the faint of heart. And, you know, it sounds Heather, like you before this had not participated in this arena. Okay. All right. So did you have any fears when you decided to hang your shingle, quote unquote, and get the ball rolling on the business?
1: I
0: You know, it, it's interesting because, you know, I, I and I'm dating myself, but, you know, I, being an entrepreneur and entrepreneurship was not something that got talked about when I was even in business school. It was pre, you know, sort of this movement towards supporting people in that direction. But, you know, when I looked back at my, you know, my childhood, I was the one on the street that was always trying to figure out how to make money. Right. And so I was the one that would organize all the kids (laughs) into create fun houses and then charge the other kids a nickel to get in. I was the one who was always finding stuff to sell and having yard sales. So I think, you know, there there was a, a part of me that felt comfortable with it. And in the consulting environment, even though I was in a corporate environment, the fact is I was running my own business. Inside of that, that organization in that they were my own clients, I knew how to get clients, I had a large portfolio of them. So it was an easier transition for me, I think, than if I had been coming out of a corporate job, and moving into a, you know, a self employed consulting type role. Um, And, and so I had all of that knowledge. And so it was a little bit of a, well, even if I only sell 10% of what I was, you know, generating in revenue for this firm, I would be making more than they were paying me. So it, it yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was a, I Why was is female. that always
2: the case? Like, I so was a 30 crazy. year old female it's right? undervalued. This so, you know,
0: <laughs> is <just> crazy <laughs> down, down the totem pole on that one. So I think that made it easier for me because I felt like I had a decent safety net from that perspective. Okay. Okay. Um, I knew I could sell 10 times what, you know, I needed to, in order to support my family. Um, so I think that helped a lot. But but I do think that every time Anne and I have sort of said, we're going to try and extend our business into something else, it that fear still comes up, right? So okay. it's like at, at the base, we're good, but... but I think it, it's it's always sort of there, right? And, I, and as Anne and I were even trying to define exactly our model and how we were going to be different as consultants, I think that's where some of the fear comes up too. It's like, oh, you know, don't I just go be what I was before? Like, I'm going to come out with something different and I'm not, I'm going to pretend that I'm an expert on this people side when I'm not there yet, right? So there was a lot of fake it till you make it. Um, when we were first getting going and, and, and getting the, the traction around it specifically for me, right? But fortunately I had Anne who would tell me what to say, would tell me how to do it. So I said, sometimes I'm her puppet, right? So, and then I could I could go off and, and deliver it in a way because we were in two different cities, right? And so okay. I could deliver it in a way that that held our credibility and brought people to us. And so it, it was very a very successful combination. But the, the fear is there. I, yeah. You know, you, you can't get away from that. That's the reality wow but it's nice to have
2: tools (laughs) which sounds like you had which is fantastic oh wow we always
1: always advise people that you know we can't get rid of our fear but we always have to make sure that our ambition is stronger than our fear and to focus on our on what we're going for instead of focusing on the fear because it's normal and natural, we, it was uncertain, and and as not just as entrepreneurs, but as visionaries in our field as well, and being willing to go ahead of the curve. You know, we were stepping out into uncharted territory. They weren't talking about emotional intelligence mainstream. They weren't even yeah. talking about emotions. Right? Wow. <laughs> it, it, you know, we put this system in and people should adapt to the system. And of course, they never did, right? right, they, right, right. they had all kinds of reasons. And and so we were not talking about fear per se, but talking about how emotions drive behavior, and you have to know how to deal with your employee resistance. And, and mm-hmm. so that was our foot in the door. And then starting to talk about it over time as mainstream caught up with, with what we were doing.
2: No, that's great. That's, mm-hmm. good. that's good insight um, mm-hmm. because it helps, you know, those who are listening. Because you know, it's always interesting to hear how people face their fears you know like how do they still become high achievers despite the fact that you know fear can fear can like make you not go anywhere
1: yes
2: it can (laughs) so you know and the fact that you like don't let that be a hard stop and you keep going is is remarkable (laughs) so you know we're always always, interested in hearing how
0: yeah we are we always talk to our clients about the fact that you know in our brains we've got the part of it that's envisioning the future and says I want to be big and I want to be out there and I want to be successful and, you, you know, I want to achieve this and however they define that. But then there's people, the other part of their brain that's saying, whoa, wait a minute, comfort zone, stay small, know your place <laughs> and and coming up with all kinds of things like you don't have enough experience or you don't have the right credentials or you don't have in. And, and so when when we navigate that and, and even when it comes up for us, we always say, as you write down all of those fears, on a piece of paper on the left hand side and on the right, it's like what, you know, one, are we being objective here with this? But two, what what will help, right? What is it that will help? Because that, that fear moves us out of that place of objectivity and we need to stay in the objective if we're going to move forward, right? And and again, as we've said, it's not that the fear isn't there, it's just whether or not we listen to that voice over the voice of our ambition, as Ann says, right?
2: That was great. That's a fantastic pearl. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I, I'm like, I had the visual, as you're saying it, I was like seeing the paper and I was like, okay, well, yes, this us go on this side and then we'll go on the other. So that's very helpful um, for those of us who are visual learners. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And so now you have to tell us how can, um, so say someone's listening and they feel like you, you two are. Their people, right? Uh, how would they get in contact with you, or how would they, um, how would they be able to to reach you?
1: Heather, you go ahead with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um,
0: all of our sort of resources and our contact information is is sort of stored in one place. So it's dranetsarris-hilliard.com. So just the spelling of Anne's last name hyphen hilliard.com and our, you can reach us through uh, that website, but it also has a ton of resources. Um, it gives you information about the books that we've written uh, our access to our YouTube channel and our podcast and everything is there as well. So even if you're looking to learn more um, about access and learn about some of the things we're out there talking about, um, everything can be found at drannitsayers hyphen hilliard.com.
2: Okay. So, um that's for people who are listening that's d r a n i t s a r i s hyphen h i l l i a r d right yeah. yes okay cool
1: and and just to add to that charmaine one of yeah. our our um our signature um products and services that we offer is based on um, a quiz that that we wrote for Oprah magazine it's called who are you meant to be and we based a stri- our striving styles personality system based based on this and psychological type and so if people want to go another route they can find out more information on how to determine their brain style on who are you meant to be.com
2: who are you meant to be.com. okay fantastic thank you for sharing that yes. That's awesome. What a great conversation, ladies. I really appreciate That's you. <laughs> yeah. And so we're at that part of the show where we have a tradition and it is fill in the blanks. Are you ready for our tradition? Yay. All right. Great. Okay. So the first one is if I am fearless, I will. Which one of
1: us wants to go first? Go ahead, Ann. You're ready. I'll go with this one. <laughs> I will be, I will be on my path to achieving my potential with the caveat that nobody is ever fearless. It's just that we've set our fears aside in order to powerfully move in the direction of our ambition and our potential.
2: Nice, nice, nice. I love it. Okay. And, all right. So I guess, Heather, you gonna get the next one? Or are you gonna also yeah. answer this one? Okay. All right. Fine. No, more, no worries. No worries. Okay. So the next one is to me, fearless freedom means.
0: Um. So it means that I am um staying focused on um and putting all of my energy into that, which really, you know, sort of satisf- satisfies me and my potential. So it I'm doing the work I love with the people I love with in the places that I want to be doing it and, and having that, that life that I envision. Right. So that's what fearless freedom means to me. Cool.
2: Cool. Cool. Cool.
0: And then the last one, I mean, I don't know if
2: maybe you have one together. I'm not sure. Or if they're individual, but my battle cry is.
1: (laughs) It might be it might be something along the lines of power past your fears (laughs) or power past anything that is getting in the way of achieving potential. Because, you know, you know, Charmaine, most of our work is about helping people see that they have the power to choose. And every time they give away their power and are at the mercy of their fears, then it's really hard to step into that place of fearless freedom because they're too involved in focusing on what their fears actually are and how to get rid of them as opposed to just powering past the fear and moving in that direction of whatever they're going for.
0: Okay, yeah. my, my, my mine was power up. So very <laughs> powerful <up. laughs>
1: power, power,
0: power up Power through, doing- power
2: past and power. power up, up to Fantastic. that potential. Let's go. That's awesome. Yes. awesome. 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 <laughs> it's great. So thank you so much, ladies, for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend some time with us here at the Fearless Freedom Tribe. We appreciate it. We appreciate the pearls. We appreciate you being so candid and sharing your story. Um, we do not take any of that sharing lightly. So we really appreciate you. And um, we absolutely know that you're going to continue to make an incredible impact on this world. Well, thank you,
1: Charmaine. yeah, thank you, Charmaine, for for your your questions and your interest and your curiosity because that always brings out the best in guests from our experience in podcasting.
2: Well thank you for that feedback. I appreciate it. I work on it. <laughs> so <laughs> awesome. Hey.